Wait, Mom, did, did you hear that? Is someone trying to break in? I think I'm going to call Clark. Take a look out the window. Oh, Jesus. Mom, someone's hurt. Hurt? They're just lying out there in the rain. Lying? Clark. Nathan, hi, it's Liza. There's someone... No, Keith. No, stop. Oh, hi. No use. I'm sorry. Style 5. No use. There was no other way. Wait for me. <clears throat> no, she's Style on the doorstep, just lying no there, clutching her head. Style oh my five. god. No Police! Keep your hands up! Hey, whoa, whoa! Easy! Raphael! Lakeisha! What the hell is going on? Forgive me. I... My eyes... Why can't I see?! One rainy evening in March, a woman appeared on the doorstep of Dr. Liza Finch. She didn't know her own name. She didn't know where she came from. She didn't know where she was going. All she knew was that she could predict danger, or at least that's how it appeared. That woman was me. My past, my future. All of it is nothing. Empty. A blank slate. Tabula Rasa. Season 1, Episode 1. I am born. And I know it will kill tonight. T? Mmm, please. Um, uh, tea? Huh? Oh, no, thank you. Uh, coffee? Water? Clark's got a bottle of brandy in his desk. <laughs> Thinks we don't know about it. It's a little early, but... No, thank you. All right, then. Well, hi. I'm Rafael Velasquez, detective. Chicago Organized Crimes, or... Organ C, if you like. And, um, I'm sorry about last night. It was raining, you know, I was wet, we were tired, you know, we'd been chasing somebody and we thought you were the one we were looking for. So we went in yelling and things got out of hand. How's your head? It feels a little better. Thank you. Off my desk, Velasquez. You're the boss. Uh, this is my boss. Sergeant Nathan Clark, organized crimes. Okay, this is what the report tells us. Velasquez and Morris... Velasquez, why isn't Morris in front of me? Uh, I think she's on the phone. 
Sorry. Ugh, sorry. Terry thought I was dropping the boys off. And then... Uh, yes, I'm here. Thank you. Now, yeah, let's see. You two were on 94 when you got a call about an explosive deal going down at Irving Park. Is that right? Irving Park and Campbell, yeah. Uh, we'd been thinking the sports bar there was dirty for a while. Which it was. Did you end up... Yeah, yeah, Ellender sent a couple of uniforms over. We should be getting the owner over here soon. Anyway, you went in and attempted to pursue a customer who tried to duck away from you two. You followed them down West Irving Park. Eliza's house. We realized not too long after we pulled the guns, of course, that she wasn't the guy we were after. No explosives on her, no snake tattoo, and of course, you know, there's the fact that she was a woman. Who knew? All right. That matches the reports. Good. Well, suppose that leaves you, ma'am. You say you don't remember your name. What? No. No, I don't. Do you remember anything about the events of last night? Just... the door? The flashing lights from the car? I... I'm sorry, do you hear that? Hear what? The TV? No, no, the... buzzing? Oh... God, it's getting louder. Senator Liza, get over here. With regards to Governor Julian's allegations of your inability to properly manage the expiring tax legislation, Senator George Pickett, Richmond Times Dispatch. Your gains in the polls have been explosive since Governor Julian's tax records were released. How much of those gains would you attribute to anger towards the quote unquote? Disinterested tax bracket. Well, George, one of my primary arguments against the opposition is their lack of oh my God. connection. Nathan, to the she might mean the press conference. Look, you should get Allender on the horn. Very yes, successful sir. man financially, and as I'm sure many of you <gasps> here Explosives. Are He's got 30 seconds. You've got to get him out of there. There's a bomb. Answers. I don't have them. How about we start with how the hell you knew about a bomb at a presidential frontrunner's press conference? You won't believe me. Try me. <sighs> I was serious about the buzzing. I was just sitting there. The TV... I was half listening to it, trying to remember... Because you can't remember anything. I don't! Keep going. I don't know. Damn it! I can't remember who I am, what I've done, how I got to that house, or how I knew about the senator. All right? Lady, no one is buying the Memento Act, all right? Punks try to pull that crap when we haul them in for crack dealing. So if I were you, I'd drop the act and I'd name some names and do it fast. I don't know what else to tell you. I'll be back. You just think about it for a little while. Now that's what I call eloquent, boss. Uh-huh.
All right, guys, on the count of three. Ready? One, two, three. Wait, wait! Shut up, guys! Senator! Senator, is that you? Move my legs. Guys, guys, he's behind this one. Okay, you ready? One, two, three! We got him! He's all right! We've got the senator! Somebody tell me what the hell happened. Now, I'll ask again. Two people came in here last night. One was tall with black hair, tattoo of a snake on his left arm. He left a body behind. Now, where... Is it? There wasn't a body in here, I swear. We both know that's not true, buddy. <laughs> what? Watch your tone, Ganymede. Uh, yes, sir. Get out of there. Something went wrong. Stand line. Not a word of this to anyone, you get me? You had a... an accident with some shelves. Shelves? <clears throat> Shelves. Right. Take it easy, Micawber. You wanted me to stay on the line? I want to know what the hell you have to say about the press conference. I hadn't heard. I was busy. What happened? I'll tell you what happened. Your men blew it. Someone tipped off the Secret Service. <sighs> Damn it. Things don't look very good for you right now, I understand that. So, you want me to... what? I want you to look into your operatives. Someone's been leaking information, maybe. Or they've decided to be a hero. And I know you're looking for gas. You'll be reporting to me from now on. Forget about it. How did you... Yes, sir. So, Liza, what do you got for us, or do I need to break out the polygraph in our hour of need? Um, sir? Raphael broke it, remember? The time with the dogfighting ring? Right, right. Well, she seems to be telling the truth. About the memory loss, at least. And given the trauma to either her eyes or her head, it's a very plausible scenario. It's fascinating, really. I've never seen anything quite like it. I'd love to have just a half-hour-long interview, find out exactly what she doesn't... So you're saying she's being honest. She really doesn't know. Well, it's more difficult in her case. At least from what I've been able to tell from my limited interaction. With the burns in her eyes obstructing the eye-wandering, which is in the norm a clear indicator of deceit. But I would say that you are correct in assuming she isn't consciously aware of any connection to the senator. The trauma may have opened up some semblance of a gateway. Hey, Jane's still docile? What? No dough at the end? Jane, though, is so... 
impersonal. Toss out the last name, make Jane a little classier by adding a Y. <laughs> a Y? Why not? I dated a girl in college who spelled it that way. It's a thing. Really? She's not a pet, Velasquez. She's a potential terrorist. You don't have to name her. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. It's my son. He just probably wants to know. Go ahead. Thanks. Should I try talking to her? Well, I'm not sure how much help it'll be. No offense, sir, but you're not the best at a sympathetic sentiments. Well, why don't you just come out with it and tell me I'm an old fart, too? I thought that was my job. I thought I was technically the suspect interaction expert here. Well, if you think it'll help, go right ahead. Velasquez, you're on a coffee run. I'm exhausted. You got it. Two decaf coming right up. Decaf, don't you dare bring decaf into this station, Velasquez. This is a holy place. La-dee-da. Off to get decaf for my boss. Uh, <laughs> we probably shouldn't be laughing too much. Someone just tried to kill a presidential candidate. He's just trying to lighten the mood. Well, they said everyone was stable. What the hell? Maybe we can relax a little. You relax? The world must be ending. Well, if you listen to the news, it is. Well, if it is all coming to an end, here is as good a place as any to spend my last moments. So you want me to go in, then? Yeah, I think you'd better. Yes, sir. Miss Jane? Hi there. I'm Detective Lakeisha Morris. I work for Organized Crimes. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about last night. <sighs> All right. I told the sergeant everything, but fine. I'm working under the assumption you're telling the truth here. I want to know the first thing you remember. I... <clears throat> I was on the stairs. There, there was rain all over. I was covered in it. My head was throbbing. I was... I was pounding on what felt like a door. I couldn't see where I was going. My eyes. Your eyes. Tell me, can you remember seeing anything? No. Behind the burns, it's just light and dark. You don't know where the burns on your eyes came from? No. But you know what light and dark are? I... Yes? I, I don't know how I know that. I just... That's all right. Now, ordinarily I'd show you a picture, but I want you to see... Poor choice of words, I'm sorry. To tell me if this man sounds familiar. Caucasian, on the tall side, maybe just above six feet. He had black hair, gray eyes, and a tattoo of a snake on his left arm. No. I'm sorry. It's quite all right. A different question now. What happened to you during your first meeting with Sergeant Clark, Detective Lasquez, and myself? I... I can't explain it. Try. I told Mr. Clark I would like to hear it myself. I don't know. Short version. I heard a buzzing and found myself screaming about it. She's extremely defensive about it. Jeez, don't do that. Sneaking up on me. I'm an old man. <laughs> Sorry. 
There's a few possibilities for that. One, she's suffering from a post-traumatic stress disorder, which is, in my opinion, the most likely reason for the way she's acted. She could also be borderline schizophrenic, which my gut tells me isn't true, but could possibly explain the press conference and the amnesia. If she doesn't remember what a side of her has been doing, then she may actually have something to do with the bombing. All right, Velasquez, where's my coffee? Uh, Allender. On the phone for you, sir. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Why is he... Johnston, I want you to take Jane Doe in there to holding and get Lakeisha to meet Velasquez at my desk. Liza, you go do a psyche eval on that macabre guy in room B. We'll get to him at some point. No, sir. No. Yes. No, I... I under... I understand, sir. Yes. Yes, I'll get right... on that, sir. What's going on in the world of Allender? Well, the bomber came forward. A reporter from Virginia. Calls himself George Pickett. Trained at a terrorist camp in Bosnia. Just like that. He gave himself up? Why did he do it? Well, apparently Mr. Pickett is what uh, I believe the technical term is a wackadoo. He claimed to be a reincarnation of some character from Romeo and Juliet. Don't ask me what Romeo and Juliet has to do with blowing up a room full of people. I failed that class. Anyway, Jane's in the clear, which is why Ellender's got the senator breathing down the mayor's neck about her amnesiac. Isn't her case supposed to be classified? Isn't this Illinois politics? Ah, <sighs> point. It seems Montague wants Jane Doe rewarded somehow for saving his life. Clouds did a little more digging and got the details from everyone's favorite boss, Allender. Apparently, it's in everyone's best interest if we've got a, quote, italic, bold, underline, psychic, unquote, consulting for Organ C. So you're saying he's hiring Jane Doe as a consultant? Literally hours after she randomly appears on our doorstep? Well, that's sketchy. If not annoyingly by the book, Allender's a clean guy. I'm hoping he knows what he's doing. Regardless, we don't have a choice. If the senator and the mayor are involved, it's either fly with it or crash and burn. Well, this is gonna be awkward. I'm gonna have to figure out a last name, too. Just do me a favor, both of you. Keep a close eye on her. Oh, I will. Got it, Chief. Guys, it's dark o'clock. What the hell are you two still doing here? Finishing up my last report on the, uh, uh... This one was on the sports bar. Um, I was going through Liza's new psych report on Jane. All right, all right. Stop whatever else you're planning to do tonight. Time to go home. Just one more second. Morris, it's been over 24 hours. Go home. See your kids. <sighs> I'll walk you out. Night, boss. Lakeisha? Raphael? Good night, Nathan. See you tomorrow. For the last time, Ganymede, forget about Gats. Forget about the bar, and focus on what the hell happened at that press conference. You had to sacrifice Pickett already. Yes, sir, yes, I- Your neck is on the line here, Ganymede. So fix your problems before looking at mine. Yes, sir. 
Treat ya. <laughs> Come here, boys. About time one of you got home. I raised my children already. I don't need you gallivanting around and leaving your sons of me, you hear me? I've gonna miss my shows, I'm sure of it. Thank you, Eleanor. Say thanks to Nan, boys. Thank you, Nan. Bye-bye, Nana. Bye, my baby boys. You know Grandma loves you so much. And you go tell your mama for me that just because she's all grown up doesn't mean she can't give Grandma a phone call. I didn't raise her not to disrespect her mama like that. I swear that. I see you found my audiobook collection. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, no, don't worry about it. Did you want to listen? I've left David Copperfield in here, but we could change it. I've got Grapes of Wrath right there, and Pride and Prejudice might be around. Please. Whichever one is most convenient, I really don't want it to be a big deal. All right, I'll just... Where's the remote? I ordered some Chinese. That should be here soon. Where, uh, ah, found it. My mother had left her chair in her agitation and gone behind it in the corner. Miss Betsy, looking round the room slowly and inquiringly, began on the other side and carried her eyes on like a Saracen's head in a Dutch clock until they reached my mother. Then she made a frown and a gesture to my mother like one who was accustomed to be obeyed to come and open the door. My mother went. Mrs. David Copperfield, I think, said Miss Betsy, the emphasis referring perhaps to my mother's morning reads. Daddy, am I done? Well, did you finish all that pasta? Most of it. Three more bites. Ah, big bites. Mommy! Mom! Oh, hey there, you two. Is Daddy home? Over here, Lakeisha. Oh, hi, Terry. Mm. Oh, you seem tired. Haven't seen you since uh, yesterday. Long day at work. And the Montague thing didn't help. Yes, I was meaning to ask you about that. Here, sit down. Now you tell me everything. Featuring the voice talents of Susan Bridges as Jane, Lynn Cullen as Dr. Liza Finch, Chris Hackney as Detective Rafael Velasquez, Kristen Bays as Detective Lakeisha Morris, Pete Milan as Sergeant Nathan Clark, Jason R. Wallace as Ganymede, Sam Sullivan as the voice over the phone, James Rossi as Keith Finch, Rick Wolf as Senator Richard Montague, Catherine Pride as Jesse Cesare, Mindy Rast Keenan as Eleanor Bulo. Maxwell Condell as Michael Morris, Jeffrey Condell as Adam Morris, Dave Morgan as Micawber, 
Corson Bremer as Christian Holdridge, Colin Kelly as George Pickett, Vincent Morrison as James Longstreet, Xander Mobus as Winfield Hancock, Kim Giannopoulos as The Worker, and David Alt as The Audiobook. Written by Jack Kalk. Edited by Jeffrey Bridges, Teresa Keller, Colin Kelly, and Brian Martinez-Oldham. Directed by Anna Rodriguez. Opening theme, By Her Side, written and performed by Karina Barroso. Available on iTunes. Closing theme, Back Home, written and performed by Mile 96. Not Dreaming, Dust, Private Hurricane, and The Parade by Josh Woodward. Moonlight Requiem by Zero Project. Comfortable Mystery and Light Thought by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Pendant Productions. Tabula Rasa created by Jack Kalk. Copyright 2012. Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Let me first say that I realize that this may seem a bit early. Next time on Tabula Rasa, Liza and Jane test the waters. Basically, we're going to try and introduce something to you that may cause you to remember. Okay. And Organ C's investigation continues. Mrs. Zari, if there's even the slightest chance that there's a terrorist cell operating in this city, I need to be able to talk to the senator ASAP. But they are met with some resistance. Was there any man thus beaten out of season? When in the why and wherefore is neither rhyme nor reason. Meanwhile, Ganymede has new orders. <sighs> Just prepping myself for something I've got to do. Looks like you're not looking forward to it. Wedding Bells Will Ring as Tabula Rasa Episode 102 premieres December 18, 2012. Only at PendantAudio.com. <laughs> <laughs>